This is the making of Smile Oasis. Alrighty, Jackie. So how has it been so far? This is the week that you're officially like the world knows about you. You're open to the world now, right? Yes. So it's super exciting, but also very hectic. And it's a lot of new territory. What What do you mean by like, what's new right now where, where you're at, where you're like, okay, this, none of this was where we prepared for. Like, I didn't know about this. Well, I just feel like, I mean, we're just new to it all in general. So like, I mentioned before, like my whole team is um, new to dentistry, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're just kind of learning the systems together and everything. And I'm new to business ownership. So there's a lot that I don't know and that I'm learning right now and trying to soak up as much information as possible. But we're, we're just trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out Opendale. We're trying to figure out Flex. We're trying to figure out like so many things right now. Yeah. Has it been like, have you been able to sleep okay and stuff like that? Or no, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting this. <laughs> I'm forgetting that. Michael, literally, I feel like sometimes there's not enough brain space left like, <laughs> to remember things. It's so bad. Um, I'm like, I literally have no more storage. Like, you know how your phone's a storage full? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel it. But yeah, definitely, ha- you know, it's been, like I said, it's been a joy. It's been a, a thrill so far. But definitely uh, thinking about it at night because I'm a little bit obsessive about it right now. But I'm thinking <laughs> about marketing ideas. Okay, what can I do to get patients to the door? What can I do to do this? So definitely thinking about that. I, I had some dreams about it last night, too. The practice. Really? <laughs> yeah, so what? it's on my mind. Let's just say that. When was uh, officially opening day? We opened the first week of February. so. I believe, and actually we recorded a podcast that day. We, we, I believe it was the February 2nd that we opened, which is okay. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. February 2nd. And then did you do a soft opening or ha- have you done it yet or no? Yes. On February 4th, we did a soft opening. Like we called it an open house and um, we had hit the pavement and talked to like, you know, local businesses and we talked to local um, leasing managers for buildings and stuff just to kind of introduce ourselves. Me and the whole team like trekked outside and did it. Um, and they were great sports about it. But we got to know a lot of people and we started building those relationships. And um, then we, you know, kind of told them about our open house and, and it really went well. How many people would you say went? I would say maybe like including everyone like 30. But again, it wasn't all like prospective patients. It was like, some um, family and friends. It was also some um, prospective patients. And it was also like, you know, other people who had known about us through like business interactions or us meeting them out in ground marketing. Gotcha. Okay. So looking back and giving advice, what would you have done differently to with the open house? How would you or would you do anything differently? Or what advice would you give us if we wanted to do an open house like that? Yeah, I think an open house is a great way to have like a soft open. Um, I was really happy with it. You know, my team kind of pulled together and did it. I would say maybe some advice I would say like definitely like promote it a little bit more in advance than we did ours. Again, we just started like the first week of February. So it wasn't that much time to promote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I would say give yourself a couple weeks to kind of get a little bit more exposure in the community before you do it. But I would definitely recommend it. I would definitely recommend it because it's like a nice casual way. You know, you have some drinks, you have some food, you have some music just to kind of get to know people in your area and let them know you're here. You know, that's the most important thing because everyone who came out, we gave them a tour of the office and, you know, people, you know, were impressed by like our relaxation room and everything like that. So they're like, yeah, we're going to we're going to come make an appointment. We actually got a couple appointments from the open house. So how did you schedule the appointments? 
So we just get, we start with a tour. So I've literally been getting everyone a tour of my office, like the FedEx guys get tours of my office. (laughs) But yeah, we gave them tours and they were like talking up, we were talking about our services and they were just telling us, you know, what they're interested in, what their general challenges have been. And we just offer them appointments at the open house. So we say, oh, would you like to get scheduled? You know, we'll do a checkup and exam for you and kind of discuss your concerns in more detail. And that kind of works nicely. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, definitely. We'll... We'll get in. Or do you, they don't ask, like, do you take my insurance or no? The marketing course that kind of tells us to, like, not lead with insurance. So we don't really lead with it unless the patient kind of brings it up. But a couple of people have said that. But I find that most people have it. And we've actually been getting a lot of interest from people who don't have dental insurance. So it's a great opportunity for us to talk about our, like, in-house membership plan and everything like that. Another thing we did at the open house is we gave away giveaways. So it was a nice way for us to collect people's information. Like to enter, they had to like leave their name, their number and their email. So it's like nice to build our like mailing list as well. And so that was cool. That is cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't think I would ever lead with insurance, right? Unless they really do ask. But other than that, I mean, I think it's really, when you mention your relaxation room and people are impressed by it, why? Like what, what is, give us like a visual of how did the, how does the relaxation room look? So I really, it was like my little baby project. Um, When we went there, like I said, I was renovating an older office. So it was like this old dingy like lab with like doors falling off. I was like, how about we turn this into something completely different? I was like, me and my barn doors, like I I love the barn doors. But I was like, okay, we can put a barn door on here for privacy and imagine a space where someone has like a plush chair to recline in, wind down, relax, like dimly lit have their aromatherapy um, and just kind of relax before their visit. Or if they're waiting for someone, they could also just chill in there, you know? So it's really private. You can kind of make it your own, have your own private music and everything. How many, like, for example, if you have like a full, I don't know, like there's a lot of people, let's just say five, how many people can be in there? Oh, just one. It's a small room and it's kind of like just a private suite. So we have a really um, plush recliner chair in there. We have a table that has snacks and beverages that they choose ready for them. And we have like a shelf with like aromatherapy lotion and room spray. We have a small little, um, we're going to have a small little TV in there, but we have an aromatherapy machine in there as well that changes colors. They can choose their color depending on their mood and they can choose the aromatherapy scent as well. So it's a really a private retreat. Nice. What, what will happen if like, you just to say there's five people, right? And then two of them want to go there. They're like, oh, can I, can, can I be a part of the, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta wait your turn. <laughs> I mean, there, there's so many places like the patient lounge. I wanted to create like a warm and kind of inviting space too. So we have like a fireplace there, TV and everything. So it, it's really, the waiting area is also really cozy. So hopefully the, Hopefully we have enough patients to want to fight for the room, but not yet. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Okay, so then you guys had a great soft opening. And do you have plans for a grand opening? Yes, I do. I have this vision, but me and my team, they're super creative, by the way. We've been just like thinking of ideas, what to do, like something super fun. You know, if I could be anything else other than Dennis, like if I was, you know, in another world, another realm and had a different career, would probably be a debt planner because I love to decorate and design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've told you this, Michael, but, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, like I'm envisioning something with like food trucks and like I found this, like this random guy, he was playing um, 
oh, I can't remember what instrument it was. I just know he was super talented. Like I was on my daily trip to Home Goods, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came out and he's like playing this instrument and it was just like amazing with the speaker. And I was like, can I have your number? Like he probably thought I was crazy, but I was like, I want to hire you for an event, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have music, giveaways, just tons of fun stuff. I might get like a bouncy house for kids just to make it super fun and super interactive for the community. Yeah. Do you know when you're going to like have the grand opening? Like what day? Yeah, probably in July. That's why I want to do a soft opening, like closer to our opening, just to kind of keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. But I think by July, we'll have like a nice patient base. so I can kind of have them participate and give back to them, you know. And also, you know, my family, a lot of them are in New York. So it'd be a nice time for them to be able to come down. And um, so I can have my family there, have more patients there. And just have more relationships with the people in our community to have a bigger event. Yeah, that's going to be nice. That's going to be, that's really smart, actually, to like, you know what I mean? I know some people do like a grand opening, like a couple weeks right after. And then I'm like, well, you could have just waited your soft opening to do the grand opening. You know what I mean? Like instead of, or just do that in the soft opening. I think waiting out like you are like all the way till July or like at least half um, a year is really good because it gives you a reason like to celebrate your existing patients where you're at right now, but at the same time, it is your grand opening, you know? Um, Yeah. So I think that's really, really good. Awesome. Okay, so this episode, we're going to be diving a little bit deeper on your team. And I know you really, really love your team right now. So tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, so I have, I don't know if I'm able to mention names, but I have. If you want, if you want, it's up to you. Okay. So I, I mean, I really adore my team. They're, you know, all young women and they're super creative and so happens that they all like are really interested in nursing. Um, I have to convert them to the dark side of dentistry, maybe. But <laughs> but they're super smart, super innovative, so creative. And I mean, I, in terms of the hiring process, I just went on Indeed and I did some phone screens and um, the people I like talking to on the phone, we kind of got a feel for their personality on the phone, right? And like see if they were personable, uh, how they answered, how they interacted in email. And then if I'd like them on the phone, then I invited everyone to a group interview. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. The group interview. Yeah, it was interesting because um, it's nice to see people and like how they react in group settings. Because that tells a lot now. Sometimes people will be one way, like in the room with you, but you can really see how they are in a group of people, you know, especially like perceived competition, because some people will dominate the room and then you'll see that they're very dominant personality. Some people will be very cordial and nice and interactive and you kind of see that come out. And some people, they just wither away and they're like super shy, won't speak. Right. So you kind of get to see who they really are in a, in a setting of people. You know, so I found that really interesting. What were you looking for? Because I know like, ooh, I think it was, I don't know how many like years ago when, you know, when you're getting one of your first jobs and you know how like Hollister and American Eagle, all those places, they're like group interviews. And I remember thinking like, I hate group interviews, <laughs> but how did you control the group interview is what I want to know. So first I didn't ambush anybody. I did tell them on the phone, hey, like we're doing group interviews. You know, would you like to come to those? The people I was interested in. So they had a heads up. But the way I conducted them, like I just rented, my my office wasn't ready. So it was a construction zone. So I rented one of those suites in um, like a co-working space. Oh, okay. So 
Yeah. So they had like private rooms and everything. So, you know, I brought everyone coffee and donuts and um, just started talking about myself and, you know, kind of like my motivation behind starting Smile Oasis and my vision for the company and what type of employees I wanted to have and what type of relationship and group culture I wanted to have. So I started with that, you know, so they can know like where I'm coming from and if that culture kind of fits or works with them. Right. Yeah. And then started asking them questions about themselves. And we kind of went around the room. We asked questions, got to know each other. It wasn't too formal. So we got to know each other and then um, asked other questions like, where do you see yourself in five and 10 years? You know, um, in terms of group projects, what kind of role do you tend to take on? I mean, there's no right or wrong answer, but I just kind of wanted to gauge where they fit and also how they responded in a group setting. Hmm. So who, how many were there, if you don't mind me asking, in the group? So I actually, for each position, I did a separate group interview. So I didn't have like the front office in there with the assistants in there with the estheticians. I did separate interviews. So for the esthetician group, there probably was about 12 people. Wow. I think I narrowed it down to. That's good. Yeah. Those are the people that I really liked. You know, they were all great candidates. But um, the one I have, I'm super happy with. And for the dental assistants, I narrowed it down to dental assistants. I don't remember exactly how many, but I probably narrowed it down to about six people. And front office, I had narrowed it down to two people. Well, two people showed up. I narrowed it down to like four, but two people showed up. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And we went from there. Yeah. Yeah. The two people might have been like, what would you prefer? Like, was that easier for you to pick from those two? Because it's like less or is it harder? Because it's like so close to each other. They're like, they're basically friends now. I don't know. Well, actually, the girl that's my dental assistant now, she applied for front office. And I was like, I think you would be perfect for dental assistant. Like, I really like you. I think that, um, you know, you have a great personality and the willingness to learn. Um, she was previously a medical assistant. So a little different, but at least she understands some some aspects of it. And um, I was like, I think you'll be perfect for dental assistant. That's something you would consider. And she was just like, absolutely. Like, she's amazing. She's just like, even yesterday, we <laughs> we had a little bit busier schedule and she was just like, Thank you so much. Like she texted me after work. Thank you so much. Like I really thank you so much for teaching me. I really look forward to like learning as much as I can. Like she's super positive. Yeah. And just like, how can I help that kind of person? Yeah. So you didn't hire any of the two people from the front office for front office? Well, I did. But okay. so my actual front office person, she wasn't a part of the group interviews. So that was the one exception I made. I really liked her on the phone. But she was actually moving from, where is she moving from? Texas. She was moving from Texas and she, and she wasn't going to be in Orlando in time for the group interviews. But she was like, please, if you, if you can, please see me privately. I know you want to do group interviews, but I would really love the opportunity. When I met with her, I was just like, 100%. <laughs> like, is she's it? perfect for this. Yeah. She's perfect for this, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. When it came to the, I guess the estheticians, or which all of them, I, the whole, all the groups, could you tell like who was more dominant? What like what were your turn ons and turn offs when it came to like the people when you're in the group setting where you're <laughs> watching them? Yeah. So, um, you know, the thing is for me, for me, it's very important to have like a good team culture and have people who are going to be positive, have positive energy for my patients to feel, for us to feel as a whole. So the people who really like were super dominant um, in conversation or like kind of like trying to steal the show. I did not. That was a turn off for me, you know. Um, stealing the show, that kind of personality, um, because that could come up as conflict in the team later on, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Wait, um, really quick, what's a stealing the show personality? Give me an example. Just 
it's like, because I ask questions, like for instance, with the estheticians, I ask, what things are you strong? What areas are you strong in? And what areas do you feel like you can um, improve on? Mm-hmm. And then some people were just like, oh, you know, most people were like in the middle. Um, and some people were just like, oh, I do this, this and this. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could improve on anything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> per- perfect. Okay. Good. Oh, you're perfect. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you didn't like that. You're like, Ugh, you don't even. Oh, no, come on. Because by the time you think you know it all in any part of your life, then you've already you've already lost me. Because even at the mm. dentist, like there's so much to learn all the time. Like once you think you know it all, then you're already done. Like you're not going to grow because you feel like you know it all already. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. OK, so then yeah. that's stealing the show. OK, so then what else? What else were you like? That's not I don't like that either. Showing up late. So some of the estheticians came in like super late. The dental assistants in the front office were really good. Some people just came in like super late. But they're like, oh, sorry, I had to drop this one off. And I'm like, okay, here, here it goes. Here it goes. It's the interview. So you're putting your best foot forward for the interview. So if you're late for that, you're going to be late when you come to work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so it didn't disqualify them, but it definitely like affected the perception of like I weighed things in the end, um, different things. Um, and that kind of definitely affected my decision. What were you weighing in the end? I weighed a lot of things. Um, so how they came off as a person um, in a group setting, like were they encouraging to other people while still uplifting themselves? And I rated that on one to 10. Their physical appearance in terms of were they dressed professionally? You know, were they dressed professionally for what we're going for for our team culture? That was something as well, because some people came in like, rompers and miniskirts. <laughs> That's not exactly, uh-huh. you know, versus a professional look. Also, were they well-spoken? Did they seem knowledgeable about the tasks that they would be um, needing to perform? Did they ask good questions or did they not ask any questions at all? So, so lots of things, you know, at the end. And we kind of like, there were lots of great candidates and, um, you know, just kind of narrowed it down based on how they ranked in those areas. Hmm. It's interesting that you have uh, asking good questions in there. Did, did anybody, like the one that you did hire, what questions did they ask where you were like, oh. They were actually interested in the in Smile Oasis. So, um, mm. you know, asking questions about me and in dentistry, um, asking questions about what their role would entail at Smile Oasis. You know, you'd be surprised that some people didn't ask any questions. So just asking good questions is a sign to me that you're interested and that you're really kind of engaging. And that just shows that they w- they're willing to engage in a conversation. I like that. It shows that they're willing to like invest, th- that they're interested. When it came to, I guess, like the estheticians and the hiring process, did you already let them know, like in the interview, this is what you're going to get paid and this is how much it's going to, this is how it's going to go or no, like, how does someone ask that? You know what I mean? No, because everyone is different in terms of their level of experience. So I definitely didn't want to discuss finances in a group setting. That's like a more private thing. So what I did was I actually discussed it in the phone screening. So in each phone screening, I had a list of questions that I asked people just to kind of gauge. So we talked about their five-year, 10-year plan. So I'll know if, you, if you're going to be around long-term or, you know, I'm going to have to start looking in a year or two, right? And also I asked them, uh, what's your desired starting salary? So people answer that question honestly. And then I told them, okay, this is where, you know, the job description on Indeed said the range for the position. And then I asked them on the phone interview, okay, what what would your desired starting salary be? Yeah. And then they kind of mentioned it and everything. Yeah, they kind of mentioned it. And this is a little different with the estheticians. You know, some of them had a lot of experience. So obviously they're, you know, 
their um, compensation will be higher depending on their experience and number of years of experience and everything. So for everyone, that number was different. But was salary ever like a barrier in any of this or was it like, nope, like, like for what I mean is like, was there someone you're like, I wish I can bring you on, but you're asking for too much. No, I mean, I think we kind of just, it kind of just worked out mm-hmm. with everyone. Yeah, it kind of worked out. It wasn't, it wasn't a challenge with them. That's good. How do you plan to do like performance reviews and, and raises and things like that with your team? Yeah, so I definitely am trying to figure it out. Like, again, I'm still new to all of this, but I do want to, I want to have good long-term employees and I want to really treat them well. So, you know, obviously I'm starting out, so I can't do like all the benefits and stuff right away, but eventually I do want to, and I just got to take it in baby steps. <laughs> but I do want to establish like a bonus system. So if we meet team goals and exceed them, like we all get a, a cut of something every month or every quarter, just trying to find the right way to do it and try to get that right. But I haven't kind of figured that part out yet. I'm still working on it. Yeah, that's okay. That's good. Throughout this process, did you do any like personality tests or anything like that? I haven't yet, but I know like I'm familiar with the disc types and everything like that. And I kind of in my head, like kind of diagnosed it with the disc types. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I haven't done any official tests. That would be fun to do. So yeah. I do that next week then since you mentioned it. In your head, Who's what then? Okay, so I would say um, my front desk receptionist, she's an I. She is perfect for that, you know? Mm-hmm. She's an I. So if you're not familiar with the disc types, guys, it's like I is like someone who's like super bubbly, super personable, like can really connect with people. So she's perfect for that because she's the first face they see, the last face they see. And also she's doing the treatment plans and everything. So it's super important to have someone who can connect and really just engage and like make people laugh and, you know. Yeah. Um, and then my assistant, she's definitely detail oriented, which is great for assisting. And she also has a great personality, but she's more of an I, an ID, but not so much a high D, like mostly I, right? So she's mm-hmm. very detail oriented. Um, she likes to have things in order. She's super organized and she'll get things done in the back for sure. Like that'll be her territory. And then my esthetician is definitely an S. (laughs) So she's shy. She said that to us during the group interviews and I saw that in her interaction with others. Um, But she's breaking out of her shell. She's definitely an S. Wow. So then with your esthetician, what made it where you're like, you're definitely hired? Well, I really liked her. And she, okay, she has the cutest accent too. I, it was just like, oh, I love your accent. Like things that make you stand out, right? Yeah. Um, she's from Georgia. So she's just like, oh, yes, ma'am. Like she's so sweet, you know? <laughs> like just that Southern charm. I was like, yeah. patience, I love you. And she was super knowledgeable. Like she was super knowledgeable. She's, you know, very um, well-versed in terms of um, her esthetician experience. Like she does microdermabrasion, microneedling, um, dermal plane, like pretty much everything I went down the list with, she does like all of it, you know? So, and she's super nice. Okay, okay. So she's an S, right? Yes. What would you say you are? You know what? Combination of a few. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an S, but some people when they first meet me think that I am because I may be observant depending on the situation, right? But I'm not an S. I'm definitely um, a DIC. I'm all the the others, Uh, depending on the circumstances. Really quick, what is C again? C is just someone who is, um, oh, did I? I might have misspoke earlier, but they, uh, did I say the dental system was a C? Yeah. No, you said the dental system might be an I and a lower D, like a smaller D. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. She's a CD. 
So the C, just to explain it, because I is like the high energy, like uh, <laughs> super personable. Well, she is also that too. But I think that C is a person that is more um, detail oriented. Um, they want details. They're very organized like that. So she's probably an IC with a little bit of D mixed in. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of got like a, a roundabout of everything, right? Like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is good. It's good. And everybody can kind of like grow in their own aspects and, and expand and stuff like that. That's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what the thing is with the, the personality types, there's no like right or wrong. You know, it's just um, mm. knowing what yours is and knowing like your teammates personality types so you know how to deal with each other and work with each other and um keep things flowing you know yeah that's true did you contact any of their previous employers before hiring them um i actually actually didn't (laughs) maybe that's bad (laughs) they gave me references but you know hey i didn't really care (laughs) (laughs) okay okay that's good so then when it came to onboarding once you told them hey i'd like to hire you how did you onboard them yeah, so I'm actually using Gusto. So they've been pretty straightforward so far. So with Gusto, they um, do all like that onboarding stuff. So once I said you're hired, I called them personally and told, you know, celebrated with them and everything and asked if they had any questions and then um, got their emails. And Gusto actually sends out the onboarding emails directly to them. So essentially, all I had to do was go on the Gusto app and put in my employees, like, you know, you're putting your new employees in their email address and they handle the rest. The employee fills it out on their leisure time, submits all the forms, and then they'll let you know that you complete the onboarding process. We got to get Gusto on the podcast, Jackie. We have to. No, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, if anybody out there knows, anybody from Gusto, reach out to us. But um, that's going to be nice. Okay. Do you assign each team member a daily checklist? And if so, what does it consist of? Yes. So um, I kind of walked through everything with them. Um, So for instance, the dental assistant, when she comes in, um, she, you know, is preparing for huddle and everything like that because we're going to be doing huddles. But she comes in, turns on the compressor, um, makes sure all the trays for the day are set up. You know, we we try, we're trying to get in the habit of setting up the trays the night before just because she's still learning. But and just reviewing dental assisting things in the back. So just practicing and reviewing since she is still very new. And she's been great about that. Gotcha. For front office, she comes in, she checks like, um, she comes in early than everybody else. So she comes in and she checks missed calls, call, you know, all that kind of stuff, checks the schedule for the day, gets ready for morning huddle. Like, okay, what did we do yesterday? What do we have going on today? Are there any things we need to discuss? And again, still, we're still figuring a lot of things out. So again, she's still doing like training in the front and um, just going through our like, review list basically is it um her going through the review list that's a review for the day or for like what she has to do she reviews for the day like what we have going on so we discuss that in the morning so we're all on the same page but also she has a review list of things that she's working on like understanding insurance understanding like how to present treatment plans all that kind of stuff she's still kind of just like studying that so she does that um, in the morning as well prior to us coming okay oh so she gets there earlier than everybody yeah, about a half an hour earlier in the week. Actually, not a half an hour earlier. Say we're seeing patients at 8 o'clock. She comes in at 7.30 and everyone else comes in at 7.40. We do huddle at 7.45. Esthetician, um, she really, I mean, she's just really in charge of her own inventory. Her schedule's not too busy yet. I mean, we're still, still super new. But she only comes twice a week. She's in with us on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay. So Tuesdays until it gets busier and busier, right? 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully my my goal is to have her there full time, you know, and really have her grow with the team. But, you know, we have to build our clientele first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes sense. So then when it comes to the morning huddles, I assume she only goes, I mean, she's only in those two morning huddles in a week, right? Right, right. Twice okay. in a week. So with her, I mean, it's important because, well, she knows what she has going on for the day. But also um, in terms of who we think might want to convert um, into a, either a dental patient or someone for facial aesthetic. So she deals with the beauty side of things. So being comfortable enough to have those conversations, if she notices something with a patient or if she notices they have a certain desire for their face, say, hey, you would be great for a Botox candidate or you'd be great for, um, you know, you want fuller lips. Like, great, Dr. Jackie does that too. So just a great conversion for like that crossover. Yeah, that's good. That's really, really good. Okay, so then how are the morning huddles looking like? So if you have patients at nine, they're about like 15 minutes. What do they look like? Yeah, I mean, we're still super new. <laughs> so I figured out what works. But mainly just going through what we got going on for the day. Okay, so right now um, it includes patients and also if we have any trainings for the day. Because we're still doing a lot of trainings with Open Dental and Gusto and like all these other companies. So we just review our day. We talk about our wins from the previous week. We start with celebration always. So we start with our wins from the previous week, our wins from the day before, and we celebrate each other. And then we talk about, okay, well, what, what do we have going on today? And then uh, we just kind of see how we can best be prepared for our day and how we can give the best patient experience. Actually, our patients, they write in their new patient paperwork, what's your preferred beverage of choice? So they can choose like water, LaCroix lemon, LaCroix lime. Like, do you, do you have any snacks of choice? Do you have any um, preferred music? or um, TV shows. So mm -hmm. we talk about that too. And um, we make sure we have that ready for the patient. Like our patient yesterday, she had Calypso music. So that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. I like that. And obviously, like as you guys grow, it's going to be more like, you know, you guys talk about a lot more. Definitely more refined. We're still, you know, working it out. We're trying to see what works for us. And also, we are implementing whiteboards, talking about like our goals for the month and how close we are to reaching those goals as well. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's something from Dental Boss, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember Anissa talks about that quite a bit. I remember like years ago and I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, to track it and everything like that. That's awesome. Okay. Does each team member have a different or specific goal? Maybe goal for the month, the day or the week or anything like that or no? No, it's more like common goals. On our goal list, we talk about not so much like production, like money wise, but more so like procedure wise or like, oh, we would like to see um, five new patients this week. Like how close can we get to that? Or we would like to, you know, like different things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then you're not 100 percent sure yet of what you plan to do, like with your monthly or quarterly assessments, right? On their performance? Not yet, because I, I just got to figure it out. So I know everyone does it differently. I want to like really come up with something good, something good for the team that keeps them motivated and keeps them like excited, you know? Yeah. Because like at the same time, you kind of want to think about like, okay, what if they start slacking? Meaning like they're not performing, they're not doing good. They, I don't know, something happened in their personal life and it's like really, really bad now, like their performance. How would you address that? Like, would that be in a monthly assessment or a quarterly? So I told you I'm an over-optimist, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's but never going to happen. <laughs> I guess it could happen, right? It probably will happen. If it does happen, then um, definitely we, you know, want to do assessments at least every six months. But um, I might institute that like every three months, like just do it quarterly and kind of talk about like, you know, 
how their performance has been in terms of, okay, do you show up to work on time? Um, what's your team interaction like? Like, are you a positive team member? How do you think you perform at your goal, at your uh, daily test? You know, just seeing their perspective also. Also seeing how they feel like my leadership is and, and my support for them and all that kind of stuff. Because it's like a, it's a back and forth. It's like a two-way street. It's not just, you know, me judging their performance. It's really, because sometimes something I could be doing as a leader could be causing a performance shift, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. And it's true. Like, I think, yeah, quarterly assessments are pretty good because it can also be like, hey, you're doing really great, right? Like just letting them know you're doing really fantastic. And they like that. Like, who wouldn't want to hear like, you know what I mean? Like that they're doing really good. Awesome. Okay. So then what's next, Jackie? So a lot. (laughs) We're doing something really interesting um, next week. We actually remember we I said we built those relationships with the leasing managers and Mm. they were going to put like, you know, the promotional stuff we gave them in the new resident packets. So that was one great thing. But we built on those relationships. So what we're doing this week, we actually blocked up some time and our assistant is still pretty, pretty open. So we are offering those residents free express facials and also free dental screenings for the first like 20 people. So with the hopes of obviously giving them tours of the office, giving them exceptional service, because the express facial is like 20 minutes, but giving them exceptional service so that hopes that they become regular clients. And also with the free dental screening, okay, yeah, let me tell you about our membership plan. I see a couple things going on here. You know, would you like to come in for a comprehensive evaluation? Like that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's great because, you know, we already have that partnership with their leasing managers now. So that's a little bit of social proof. Um, But also they're just getting to know about us. So they know we're here now. And that gets the word out. And then, you know, maybe they'll be happy with what they see and they'll come back to us. So Tuesday, we're doing that at the office. And Wednesday, we're actually going to another apartment building to do it for a few hours. So we're having the express mini facials in their lobby. The leasing manager said the lobby would be the best because people will come and go and see us. So we'll have like a big flyer stand with our information about Smile Oasis, free giveaways, and also like pamphlets and stuff about what we offer. And um, they'll see us doing it, doing the screenings and doing the express facial. So hopefully that gets a lot of um, traction as well. Nice. That's good. That's good. I hope you watch the unit on apartments in one of the courses that you need to sign up for because you haven't signed up for yet. (laughs) But uh, it's really it it kind of expands a little bit about that. But that's going to be really good, though. I think um, building building this these relationships. Uh, and obviously people are always going to, and that's the thing you're going to see, like people are going to go in for like a screening or they're going to want a screening, right? Or an exam. And they're going to be like, oh, I always actually wondered like how much would veneers cost? Oh my gosh, I can make payments. I didn't know that, you know, and things like that. So uh-huh. it gets, um, it gets really, really interesting and really, really nice. So that's going to be good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And actually my receptionist is really good at conversion. Like, cause she, she used to be like, she used to work for Hand and Stone and she was like one of their like lead, uh people to convert from membership plans and everything like that. So she's really good with talking to people, connecting with them. One guy actually called and he's like, yeah, I want to book the um, complimentary face express facial for my wife. And, um, and she was like, oh, well, you know, um, she was talking to him about it. And she was like, you know, you express facials about 20 minutes or so. If you're doing this for your wife, I would really suggest like, you know, our Valentine's special that we're having next week. And that'll be like a full hour. And it's like for this price. And he actually booked it <laughs> <laughs> with that instead of free. So 
Did you guys even have a Valentine's special or she just made it up on the spot? No, we do. We do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was brilliant what she did. Brilliant. <laughs> what is the Valentine's Day special then? No, we just have like a special going on for the facials. And we also have a special going on for like lip injections and everything like that as well for the love of lips. Yeah. Oh, I like that. For the love of lips. Yeah. yeah. For That's the love of lips. And um, for, the, for the esthetician, we're, we're doing a facial special as well for the whole week. I like that. That's really, really good. We're excited. We're, we're going to be excited to hear how that comes along um, on the next episode. But awesome, Jackie. We're super excited that you're open to the world. And now it's time to like, we're really going to get into the nitty gritty and everything that's been happening, right? Every single day that you've been open, you're going to, it's going to get interesting. So it's wild. Yeah. 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 It's going to be cool. So with that, sign us out. Well, you're listening to the making of Smile Oasis. <laughs> <laughs>